0: Welcome back to Three Men, One Fall. One Fall. One Fall. Well, we say three men, but we are a man short today. Um, Jason, unfortunately, isn't with us for this one. Uh, He will be back in time for our next episode. We are today doing... It's it's a bit out of nowhere. Out of nowhere! But we're recording the review for NXT TakeOver 31. Every match was for one fall. NXT TakeOver... Thirty-one. it took place from the capital wrestling center formerly known as the performance center so the performance center then Ashes, is no more
1: no even though they still the sign outside which we'll talk about later well i mean I, I suppose this is probably
0: just going to be a a temporary kind of thing
1: uh y- yeah i guess so Tell you what, I like the look of it. It looks really different, and
0: it looks unique. Yeah. They've kind of taken the Thunderdome aspects with the, the big wall of uh, screens of, of um, all the fans watching. Yeah. But it's it's not like in the... I think it's just on the uh, two sides, isn't it, I think? Um, it's obviously... It's on the hard cam. Hard cam, yeah. yeah. And then opposite the entranceway. Yeah. It's all been kind of uh, revamped to look very much more like a... I don't know. Ash, what would I'd you say, say it is?
1: I would say Warzone. It kind
0: of was like underground in a way. Like it felt like not raw underground, but like it felt like it's an underground wrestling show. Actually, you know what? Uh, with Lucha- a higher kind of production.
1: Lucha Underground.
0: But not actually. No, I- you know, yeah, not, not a bad shout. Obviously, the shooting of it and everything is still in line with the WWE product and it's done as a wrestling show as Lucha uh, Underground. Oh, goddamn, I miss Lucha Underground.
1: <laughs> well, you've got Wade Barrett. He was in neutral underground. You got, you got a few people that were in that actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a few. All right. So the arena wise, then let's let's talk about this bit before we get into the matches. I was going to say for the main event specifically, this bothered me, but it's not just the main event. It happened throughout every single match. The flexiglass. Mm-hmm. God damn, that was annoying when people were banging it. I mean, I get it. Like you know, people are getting right, ro- like you know, rolled up and stuff, and it's and it's good. Like let's get some excitement, but. Sometimes it just felt like they were doing it for the sake of making noise.
1: Yeah. i tell you what bothered me the most was they had the fake noise. Oh, the one there's... that they've
0: had on for... Um... Yeah,
1: for um, Thunderdome. Considering there's people there, I don't think they should use the fake noises. They should just... It's the Does fake it take... noise. Is it taken from the games? Yes, because um, this was on Botchmania a couple of videos ago. They used, I think, 2K18. Okay. Because there are times you can hear one person shout, Sina, Sina. Really? Yeah, but I think they changed it now. Why Why 2K18? I don't know.
0: Is it either 18
1: well, or 19? Well,
0: it wouldn't be 20 because that'd glitch out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, as that aside, it's a little annoying and it takes you a little bit out of it when you're trying to, you know, watch the actual match. Hmm. Um, but, you know, that aside i quite like the look i'm i'm not gonna lie i think it kind of looks it looks a bit rough uh it looks more raw than raw does mm. let's put it that way but yeah it's different isn't it and yeah you c- you can never really knock people for trying something new and innovative and different especially when times are unprecedented like the ones we're in now
1: so why, yeah. what, why what's going on
0: um oh, there's something about a pandemic i think i haven't heard too much about it oh okay um Let's uh, before we before we do get into it. Yeah. Uh when we when we reviewed the uh, Clash of Champions show, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of dug into the the poet business and retribution stuff. You know, heel face face heel heel face face facey heel heel face healy face. Yeah, I'm still cross-eyed about that. I've lost my vision. Actually, like I'm Mysterio can see better than I can at this point, and he's got one eye. So, okay. Raw then, which passed this Monday, we're recording this on Wednesday, the seventh of October. So Raw's been and gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Big reveal for uh, for the angle. Yeah, Do you want to lead us
1: through it? Well, from what I remember, was Mustafa Ali was like, "I'm going to help the Hurt business in a tag match," wasn't it? Ali
0: said that he'd meet MVP in the ring. Oh, that was own. it. That was it. Yeah, and I
1: think they they end up
0: having their match, and of course, Retribution come out or the group known as Retribution come out and then uh, yeah Ali just kind of stands with them and then it starts becoming really clear that I guess then he's the leader and
1: has been the whole time I guess I guess some people kind of called it well because there was a mystery hacker at the beginning of the year on Smackdown and that was rumored mm. to be Ali Yeah. then they kind of dropped it for a bit and then they bring Retribution into the storylines and then yeah don't have a problem with another one theory that someone said is because it's all is because of when Ali got injured and got replaced with Kobe Kingston and Kobe Kingston took what is Ali's spot what
0: would have been yeah I tell you what right if it is that then I'll be honest that's impressive that we're doing a story where it goes that far back
1: yeah I know it's a year and a half ago but it's it's still
0: a year and a half ago may as well have been a hundred years ago yeah. for wwe timeline so
1: like, do you remember cm punk and orton at mania 27 because that was about a story that happened like three years prior
0: yeah yeah that was pr- uh probably the best match of mania 27 actually well aside from uh taker and triple h
1: no nah, michael cole and uh jerry law is the best match mate i don't know what you want bro. Oh,
0: of course <laughs> actually even <laughs> saying that though triple h taker to be honest maybe uh, I think I kind of have to like do devil's advocate here and try and look at it through another pair of glasses, mainly because of my cross-eyed vision. So
1: I am the one cross-eyed, mate. <laughs>
0: I think, I think it's easy to, to sometimes fixate and point out. Same as anything in life. Yeah. Same as same as anything in life. It's easier to kind of fixate and and put the spotlight on negativity and things that maybe you're not happy with. Um, and I guess, I guess sometimes that really is the case for WWE. I'm still not gonna like they're not getting full benefit of the doubt because oh, no. for all the good stuff they do, they do fuck up a lot. But realistically, I think maybe they do hearken back to older things more often than not. Because you brought up uh, Orton and obviously you know Kofi uh, when they did the angle with Kofi and Orton. I mean they they went back to that just that stupid. one little moment. Yeah, stupid. So they do do it. I think, I guess, yeah, like I said, probably just easier sometimes to to fixate on the stuff they haven't done. But, you know, credit where it's due. Um, I'm interested now. We'll see where it goes. I still think that the signing contracts thing and everything else, I I, I, I still don't really feel like that makes any sense. But let's, I guess, just see where it goes and, you know, who it can elevate. I think Harley's a good person. I think he's a good choice for it.
1: It's interesting.
0: All right. Well, without further ado let take over. Yeah. Get ready. Welcome back, everybody. It's time to review NXT Takeover. This took place on October fourth, twenty twenty. Uh, we said in the intro it took place from the capital wrestling center which is formerly the performance center i think we need to talk about the commentary team yes we do what what what, explain to me what was going on are you
1: talking about the fact that it's not brade barrett and beth in the announce table
0: yes so clearly they're commentating live
1: yeah i think they're doing a skype call but it sounds really like it does sound like they're actually there but they're not there
0: it did. Uh, the, the The production-wise of the audio and everything else was absolutely fine. I do think you could notice at points that they weren't there because there was sort of...
1: Yeah, I want to know who those two people are because they're not... I've not seen them... I don't know who they are. I think that... W- the problem for me is that I feel like either
0: A, just don't... J- just have... um What's his name?
1: What, Vic Joseph?
0: Vic Joseph. Either have Vic Joseph just sat there on his own or just don't have him on the camera they just could... move like move the announce table out because it's never down ringside for nxt normally anyway so or at least it wasn't when i was uh, last they have it.
1: they have done but what they could have done is have the spanish announce table there and have Vic joseph where he was in the intro
0: i thought it was the spanish announce table or, or one of the other uh nationalities announce table there at the time because it was kind of like that the woman that kind of a quick glance looked like Sasha Banks because that's a, that was my immediate thought was why Sasha Banks at the announce table yeah and then I hear Beth Phoenix voice and I'm like oh and it was just for me like it took me out of the first match a little bit because I kept like I was looking to see what was going on with the announce table and not the match and that's I know that's a really stupid thing I know it is hmm. but when you're watching it that takes you out of it. Like, I'm hearing voices, but I'm seeing different people. All right, Orton. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it did take me out of it a bit. And I just... It was a bit of an odd call. I don't think a stand-in was needed
1: nah, on the commentary team. To be fair, they know, they didn't really use the United table that much. But when you got close, they did kind of make sure you didn't see it wasn't them. But if you but when you watch the NXT normal on TV, it's like you don't realise it, but you know they're not there.
0: So this doesn't just happen on... No, because... This, th- th- um,
1: this wasn't just TakeOver. No. It's weird because... But Barrett has been at the... When they the Performance Centre. So I don't know where he was this time. I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: odd. Because he de- he, li- he definitely lives in the States. Yeah. So it's not a case of him having to travel back and forth from the UK. But, no. Which I don't think you can still at the moment that's, why
1: anyway. That's why he's there and they got... Uh, that's why he's replaced um, Nigel McGuinness, I think. So we've already talked about the, the actual setting
0: itself yeah uh we talked about the commentary team situation everything like that we talked about in the intro let's get to the matches we've opened up the show straight away north american championship on the line damien priest defends the championship against johnny gargano Uh,
1: a really good opener it's just it's it's weird because for all that time damien priest was a heel i never thought he'd be a face i thought he's going to be like the the um king corbin or baron corbin we been call him of <laughs> NXT nowadays i get that vibe as well it's funny you say that yeah you're not it's not the first person to say that but um he's doing all right as a face actually do you remember that do you remember him being at all in i do because I, I honestly i i genuinely thought that punishment martinez was
0: bound for AEW. it kind of seemed like all signs pointed towards it
1: but i think he signed before obviously AEW was a thing because I was, I, I was thinking, I was watching. This thinking, did AEW mess up in not signing him?
0: I mean, when you've got a talent like him, any company that hasn't been able to sign him, I guess you can say they've messed up. Because
1: he was Ring of Honor as well. So
0: most, well, most people have come from Ring of Honor, and that's kind of. I uh, won't go into it too much now because we'll do an episode on this, yeah. but. The problem with Ring of Honor in general is just that they're not getting that exposure for all their guys. All of your big top stars that have come out pretty much over the last 10 years, for almost any company, you try and pick at least three from any of them, any company, and their three top guys haven't at least even brushed or dabbled in Ring of Honor. No. All big name stars, they've all been coming from Ring of Honor, and it's been that way for years, and they just—they haven't got the exposure. We'll go into that in a future episode. I was going to say, you know how people
1: complain about how it's all former wwe guys who hold the titles in aw no one mentions about that about nxt no of course not
0: although nxt is a wwe product
1: yeah but you can go
0: one step further and say well what about all these ring of honor guys that are holding championships what about these impact guys former impact guys holding championships people don't look at it that way though do they no it's... they'll go you know styles goes over it's oh man styles should be wwe champion but oh no reigns is going to win it instead styles becomes wwe champion oh great it's amazing and it is amazing but no one says oh well using cna guys why because wwe was the is the big dog so how does that make any sense the other way around yeah no. if you're not in the company but you've been in a bit in the biggest company in the world why would you not want to sign that person's name they're just going to bring more people and more eyes on your product it doesn't make sense i think it's just an excuse to have a go I think so, but the whole Ring of Honor thing—I mean, that's going to play quite heavily into the main event for tonight. Yeah, rightfully so. And,
1: and and Japan, but we'll talk about that. So back to
0: the opener. I yeah, it's it's amazing. But let's be honest, Gargano has he ever had a bad match? I mean, ever in his life?
1: Uh, the Champa match there, uh, earlier this year, which was a cinematic match, not that good.
0: Cinematic, yeah, but cinematic matches. You kinda of have to take it with a pinch of salt.
1: I didn't like his last match with um Adam Cole, the uh two out of three falls where it ended in a cage. I didn't like that one.
0: I saw a lot of people weren't too keen on it, but was that because of time constraints or did it go too long? <sighs>
1: About fifty minutes and it's but it's
0: uh It's a weird one then now. I mean I've not seen it, so I, I honestly can't cast an opinion on
1: that one. When but I th- When one of the false finishes is a Canadian destroyer. When Adam Cole jumps off a ladder oh, and gets, wow. and a kick out, it's just like, nah, you're just taking the piss.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get that. NXT is quite guilty of doing this, but a lot of the time it really does, it is really entertaining. Yeah. So, you know, you have to give it a bit of pinch of salt, but NXT is the king of the false finish, really.
1: Yeah, I used to think it was PWG, but now it's uh, NXT. <laughs>
0: Well, it's, it's great. And Gargano never really, well, I mean, for the matches I've seen, never has, never has he ever disappointed. Um, I do think it's always interesting when you have a smaller heel working a bigger face. Yeah. Because the dynamic is always different. It works. I think it worked really well. And that's a testament to how talented and, and gifted both of the these guys are. Uh, you know, did I want Gargano to take it? Yeah, but I know Priest hasn't held it that long. He won it at thirty, in the ladder match, and that was only a few weeks ago.
1: Things I liked was uh, the teasing of the steel step spot, which happened with uh, Balor and uh, Priest. Yeah. Okay. But uh, because I know it's near the end, but that was fun. I uh, like one thing I did like was Priest always carrying the jumping DDT. But there's something I did notice for the whole show. Is I'm sure every everyone was attacking like a knee or an arm.
0: But I like that. It, it, yeah. it makes sense like work on a body part because that's kind of what you're building towards in a match.
1: Especially when you've the, when the got a guy who does the razor's edge and he does a uh,
0: crossroads. That crossroads. So is it always through the middle rope?
1: No, it's usually like, he usually just does it whenever he Just like a
0: crossroads. Yeah, just like crossroads. Because that one through the rope, I mean, that looks amazing.
1: Yeah. It's just weird that they going just let him do it. Instead of trying to block it, but wrestling, it's still
0: weird in a way to see Gargano as heel. That's not to say he's not doing a good job, but he's just. It was kind of like when Sami Zayn first turned heel, and it's just like they seem like this just perfect natural babyface, which is so rare in wrestling that it's always a bit weirder to see them turn heel.
1: It's also weird to say that he turned heel on um, Champa early in the year, but now Champa's also a heel, but they're not team DIY again. But I do like the fact I do like the fact that him and Candice are uh, that actually acknowledging them as a couple and they are entertaining as a couple.
0: They have done so for a long time, but they've just I mean Candice hasn't really had that much or at least when I was watching it pretty much religiously, which was sort of up until sort of mid two thousand nineteen. But yeah. I mean she wasn't really the one of the most featured female performers. No,
1: th- this is the most that she's been used, and that's when she turned heel in that cinematic match with Gargano and Champa.
0: Yeah. Overall the the match is I mean, if you haven't seen it, just imagine a Johnny Gargano match that you've really enjoyed. And it's it's that. Yeah. It's great. Some awesome spots in there. The the finish, although sometimes things look a little set up, it is it just is what it is. They're gonna do it much better than any of us are ever gonna do it. So I can—I can never I can I can never really criticise any type of botch or no or, or you know things like that really yeah but
1: I don't, that's one thing about the show i don't think anyone fucks up badly no i don't think so no there's no like really bad moments where someone got dropped on their head or went a bad bump which is always
0: good because unfortunately in the last few reviews we've done someone's been injured somewhere or yeah. they're actually saying that
1: <laughs> someone has been injured after the show well yeah we'll we'll get to that later yeah we'll get to it
0: um yeah good match really 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 solid good match brilliant performance mm-hmm. Obviously, priest retains uh four stars
1: yeah I see a bit of four star um I talk about it later but I reckon this could be gargano's last takeover
0: you think a move to the main roster
1: well there's a draft coming up
0: it's a in a weird way although I feel like you it's very 50 50 well it's actually it's not even 50 50 I feel like the odds are really against you when you move from NXT to the main roster uh in terms of I mean now you can't even guarantee you're gonna keep your same character no look at retribution. So, I don't know, but it, it, in in a way, I feel like Gargano needs it because mm. he's been in a- NXT now for
1: forever. Because they did him and Gar- him and Champa were on TV for like a month. And then Gar- Champa got injured, so that stopped that. Mm. But I think I'm obviously we we'll talk about it later with Candice's match. But I think he'll go to SmackDown as a couple with Candice.
0: Maybe as long as they've got a plan. Just as long as you've got a plan and a good way to use him, it doesn't have to be or they come over and they become champions straight away or anything like that. It doesn't have to be that. No. As long as there's a story. I'll take story and emotion over a championship any day. I know that the Reigns and Uso match was for the title, but it also wasn't for the title. Like, when you was watching it, it wasn't about the championship. No, it, it was a story. Because I never mentioned it. No. Tr- emotion always trumps material... And you know props and things like that, like a belt. The emotional aspect will always trump it, so which is um not always very common, but we do see it in this show mm. at certain points. But yeah, four star for for the opener. We then go into the second match of the night, so Kushida taking on Velveteen Dream. I'm uh, understanding then that Kushida has returned from injury. Yeah, what is it with the Japanese guys? Coming over to the West and they're just getting injured. Is it to, is it the style that they're wrestling in in Japan because it's so hard hitting that their bodies are winding down? But
1: if that's the case, they should be injured every match they have. I mean, look look at Osprey. How many times has he been injured? In Japan? Yeah, but when
0: you're but but when you're doing it every day and you're taking these hard shots every day, I think your body is almost callous to it. Is it really? Is it case that when they come over to the to the WWE and they kind of they're learning this WWE style, which is a lot softer? a lot of the time and it does wind them down a bit is it just a case of the body winded down and then could be injuries that probably could have been happening and sh- should have been happening and now catching up to them?
1: well it sometimes doesn't help doing moves on the um ring apron all the time so okay this match then i'll let you kind of
0: go through this first session and see how you f-
1: feel about this well it is weird after what The Favourite Team Dream has been through this year. Yes. But... Because I, I, I don't... I, I don't... I, I've i heard the message he's, he'd sent, and it's bad. It is bad. Awful. But I, I don't know if to acknowledge that WWE have a concept that he's not... That he's clear to do everything.
0: It just... It really took me out of watching the match because I just felt so uncomfortable. If he hasn't done anything, it's terrible because it will forever be on his career. But then to the same time, if he has done something, Josh Fuller is uh, an up-and-coming independent wrestler, I believe. And he's the one that came out with the accusations against Velveteen Dream, against Patrick Clark Duncan, that he was being groomed. And obviously offered the uh, the evidence and, and everything like that in the form of screenshots of conversations that took place uh, over Twitter and other forms of, of social media. And it's, it's weird because he's recently given another kind of statement where he said that WWE didn't contact him. So he's not sure how they've been able to fully investigate this when nobody's contacted him they haven't contacted the other people who apparently have been uh, also groomed by Patrick Duncan. It just seems like a very strange and odd situation. Triple H apparently was reportedly wanted to move on when being asked about it in uh, one of the conference calls. Uh, that he, They just wanted to... Apparently that they did investigate it and took it very seriously and that they want to move on from it, which in itself implies that he's been proven innocent but then not all of these stories do add up and it is very odd. But then Triple H has also recently come out on record to say that Velveteen Dream's immaturity outside of the ring that is holding him back in his WWE career.
1: Yeah, I I didn't see that series he was on Tough Enough, but apparently that was another thing. I mean, that was a few years ago now and,
0: and he is still yeah, young. He's, he's, so in terms of being immature... 24,
1: 25. Right.
0: You need to... I mean, sure. Yeah, you, you must have some air of maturity about you at that age, but... You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you're going to be completely mature at 24 years old, but grooming—that's not immature. No, it's just fucking wrong. It's just fucking wrong. Watching him right now is uncomfortable. If I'm tr- if I try and take that away, because obviously it's not Kushida's fault, the match itself kind of felt at certain points like it was a bit of a squash.
1: Yeah, I love the fact they're trying to make Kushida more aggressive um, it worked yeah one thing i must say is i did like the uh the way the match started with favorite team dream as doc brown but i did like the fact that kushida just attacked kushida just beat him up from the beginning it wasn't like let's all do entrances
0: and yeah and that makes yeah because from a, a logic standpoint look if you're a guy and you really want to beat another guy up why are you going to do your entrance like you just go in there and beat him up yeah aggressive wise from, from kushida's end fantastic uh some of the offense looked brutal. Yeah, the trapping the arm between the steps and then kicking, kicking the steps into the arm, uh, trapping it between the arm and the post was was
1: brutal. I like Feltine's, um selling of getting pulled into the post because he just jumped yeah. into it.
0: He, he was very good at, at, at selling all the offense. Uh, Dream was on it.
1: But if you were watching this match and not looked at the story, would you believe one of them's heel, which one's faced? Because
0: yeah, it's a good cause, point.
1: Because Dream, even if you looked at the pre-package. And it has how between Dreams cost Kushida that that match spot, and then it cost them the match to get number one contenders for the uh NXT title. you believe that Kushida was the heel and Feverteen Dream was the face.
0: I don't know. I just I really feel like it would benefit Dream to be off T V for a while until things are hundred percent completely proven. Or at the very, very least, keep him off TV for a while. And as much as the the dream character, the Velveteen Dream character, was different and innovative in its own right, alongside with the kind of accusations, I really don't feel that the the character is is helping. No, because the character is very kind of like weird and like almost perverted and perverse in in certain sense. And I just feel like that really doesn't help in considering like what he's being accused of. Yeah.
1: I like the sto- I like the story of the match because they've also built up kashida as a family man because that was proven in the pre uh, the video package that it was with his kid yeah and it's 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 kind of the way he beat him up is like I say you better not do this to my kid
0: yeah what you were saying about you wouldn't know who was healing and face doesn't that kind of justify the aggression then to a degree? yeah because like he's, he's he's in this to protect his family and he wants to do well by his family so I mentioned in the package as well that they've all moved over from Japan for him to start this you know continuous career on now in America I, I, it's weird I, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know what to say about it I, I honestly don't because what would you give it
1: um f- uh, three and a half probably I did like the match I did like yeah. I did like the fact that it's, I, it's weird to think because she's just been there in the company for a while and that's his first takeover
0: yeah I guess that's the injury thing, though, wasn't it? Because, again, like, it's, it's a shame. Like, look at Hideo Itami or yeah, Kenta. It should have been a big name. Was yeah. was huge when he signed. And it just... Injury after injury. And then the final nail in the coffin was 205 Live. but Yeah, but... Which was probably worse than any kind of injury at that time.
1: Yeah. And now look at him now. Yeah. In the Bullet Club. And exactly. Doing well.
0: I don't know. I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd say three and a half. matches. good. I don't want to take anything away from anybody.
1: should we talk about how a match ended and what happened at the end because carried on the assault yeah because
0: I I like I mean I specifically like Dream selling on the finish yeah because the it was like genuine screams and it just sounded so authentic and real
1: well when you've had your arm smashing the post twice and then you're getting it kicked in between the steps yeah when you did your elbow drop and it takes you a while to cover and then you get Put in the arm bar and the hover lock which yeah. is oh do you think it, it was good do you think this was meant to be a um double turn no i i don't think wwe would dare because i've because i've just looked on a wikipedia page and it says that because heel
0: no i i don't know if it's meant to be a double turn that's not going to work they're both going to be heel which so i don't know what kind of sense that's going to make
1: because um yeah, how can you... Because everyone's still going to boo Velveteen Dream because they still do that hashtag fire dream. Yeah. And you can't put him on the main roster.
0: I, I, I just... I can't... I, I can't help but keep going back to it. However they do it, Dream needs to be off TV for a while. They let Jack Gallagher go. But if you're going to get rid of one for one, then surely you get rid of one for the other. It doesn't matter if, if you look at it as a, a higher, more extreme crime or not.
1: Well, look If at you've this done like-
0: one for one, you should do it for the other
1: yeah look at Sammy cavara. he well,
0: no he that but he it, said that but it, it he was
1: it's, it's bad what he said
0: awful what he said it was he went for shock factor. The thing is if you're a comedian and you do stand up comedy and you go out and say something like that, no one's going to bat an eye, but it's the it's the field that you're in. You're a comedian and you're going out purely to, to for this kind of thing. If you're a Frankie Boyle and it, if you're over in the states and you're hearing this, you you probably will know who Frankie Boyle is, comedian from Scotland, he's very famous. Absolutely synonymous with shock humour and saying things that make you go, that mixture of laughing, but at the same time you go, oh my God, did he say that? But he's a comedian. When you're in that field, nobody bats an eyelid. People might go, no, I don't like him. I don't want to watch him because he talks about that sort of stuff and makes a joke of it and I don't think it's funny. But no one kicks up a fuss. They just choose not to go and watch him or, or watch the material or listen to the material. Sammy Guevara in the pro wrestling industry has said something like that and everybody's jumped on him for it now should he have said it no of course not shouldn't be joking about rape no and when you're when you're obviously in the public spotlight now like like he is now look what you say has consequences and ultimately in pro wrestling let's be honest how old were you when you said you got into it five yeah yeah jay was five i was about the same age five or six children get into wrestling most people will start watching wrestling as a child so whoever you are now to this day I get it you've grown up with everybody else you've grown up and it's all adults and all your friends are going to be adults and you all watch wrestling the way you watch it the same way we're watching it we're all adults but children out there are watching you the next generations coming up are watching you and you're going to be their idols the people like The Rock and Austin and Taker and Triple H, Sting, Goldberg, new name them, Hogan, Everybody, anyone, any one of those guys that were idols for us when we were children, you now have different people that are going to be idolised by the next generation coming up. You owe that responsibility now more than ever because of social media and because of how easily accessible anything that you do is now, especially when you've got your Twitch channels and you've got YouTube channels and you've got podcasts. You've got all these different kind of ways now that fans can interact with you and listen to you outside of what they see on a television product. You owe it. And it's a responsibility to make sure that you watch what you say and that you're putting across the right messages for the next people coming up. Yeah. But having said that, the Velveteen Dream situation, WWE in general, they must know something then that we don't. But if they know something we don't, we should know it. I don't want to see him on television until it has been fully proven, fully confirmed. Ellsworth was straight out the door.
1: But he should have about.
0: Straight out the door. Ellsworth was gone. But he's still about, but he was gone. WWE got rid of him. Dream's still there. Yeah. I'm sorry if he's innocent. I am. But to be honest with you at the moment, it's really difficult. Because you can't turn around to the one guy and go, oh, you're just doing this for publicity. You're an up-and-coming wrestler and you want that. Because I know people have been saying it. But if he's telling the truth, imagine what that's like for him. Having to still watch someone that's been grooming you and no one's taking it seriously. It's tough. And I, I, to be honest, it's probably best to move on from
1: this one. I do think that's going to take him off TV for a while. But
0: All right next then is the nxt cruiserweight championship defended by santos escobar he takes on isaiah swerve scott i wasn't too familiar with isaiah outside of the work from lucha underground
1: i would say he was on lucha underground i want to say he was mlw pwg so yeah he's been he's been around technically this is still the interim title because jordan Devon is still technically the nxt cruiserweight champion but Obviously, with with what he's been through, and they've not really mentioned anything about it. Very, it's all very weird. It's all very, very weird. But yeah, but they they have not. I don't think they acknowledge the fact that he was champion, obviously for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, this is all weird, and this is why I'm saying. Like, if you do it for one, you do it for another. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, the champion that we've got now is Santos Escobar, formerly known as El Hio del Fantasma, and it was also in Lucha Underground. He's like what the Neville was to the cruiserweight division now i think and i like that this match wasn't like flip floppy it was kind of you know which which sometimes i think the cruiserweight division does kind of get lumbered with a bit
1: it did start off that way with scott doing like a load of um moonsaults and twisting flips to the outside but yeah sure
0: but you have to put that sort of stuff in because it's moves that he does yeah i think though what it proved here is that obviously I love these sort of matches of the way that they kind of build up like this sometimes because it shows that they're not just that and they're capable of telling proper stories Um, the match overall was probably my favourite up to this point even more so than the Gargano Priest match I agree the finish innovative different but it made sense in terms of the execution maybe could have been a little better but look again can't criticize all these kind of things the finish is what it is and i think it's really sort of new. i've not really seen anyone do that before i don't think with the obviously the exposing the pad on the turnbuckle but not the actual yeah uh, the grip you know it's, that part of the that, that area of the turnbuckle it does itself, get taken so. off
1: but not enough it's not like like a, a turnbuckle used to be back in the day
0: the running as well so we had the running from um ashanti adonis
1: yeah it looks all right what's his deal i hope not really been paying that much attention to most of it he
0: cuts a pretty good promo later on in the night
1: yeah i I think that's the next
0: feud i'm game for it i'm game to see where that goes then i don't know an awful lot about him i'm excited to see what he's got i like
1: the springboard he did yeah
0: i I liked him on the mic i just thought he sounded different it still kind of sounded a bit scripted uh you can't really escape that in wwe though unfortunately no but i can't realistically see anybody taking a title off of escobar at this point not anytime soon. anyway. Yeah. Well, not like not this saying, side let's, of 2020. No,
1: unless they talk. With, unless they get um, the proper cruiserweight title back with Devlin, we don't know. But
0: yeah, but then do you, you've we've just done that with the IC title. So yeah, would you Do it again with the cruiserweight.
1: I mean, well, they could do. It, de- yeah, it, de- it depends. Bit... It depends if they use Devlin on NXT UK, which I don't think they're doing at the minute. But once again, no. once again, he's another one that's gone quiet with the uh, allegations.
0: Probably because he he needed to. It's all very strange. Wow. Well, all very yeah. strange. Uh, but, okay, overall match, four star. Uh,
1: Yeah, four. point two, Maybe
0: 4.5. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really good. It, it proved that you don't have to be uh, flippy bullshit to have a cruiser match. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly that. Exactly that. Next match of the night, we had the NXT Women's Championship. The current reigning defending champion, Io Shirai defended against candice LeRae,
1: which was a rematch from I, I i didn't remember this until they mentioned it there was a rematch from like a year ago year and a half ago when EO first turned heel
0: take over toronto too
1: but now she's a face again and they swapped round swap roles i remember that one being really good as well
0: uh, nxt Women's division i still think overall somehow tends to be the best of the world yeah and i don't even know how they do it because you know whenever somebody's been there long enough they move to the main roster but they consistently manage to have the best women's division.
1: Yeah. Cause you you still got um like uh Dakota Carr, you still got um Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, who i am surprised hasn't been called up already, but I think she might do she might be another one that gets drafted to Raw SmackDown. Maybe uh, what's her name? Lazy Catanzaro?
0: Casey Catanzaro.
1: Cause that's the thing Because awesome. that's the thing when they did that Battle Royal for when Candy's which can won to become a number contender i didn't realize that there was so many women to be honest but yeah yeah and obviously the shame of fucking um i don't want to say it um i say name tegan knox getting injured again it's just like yeah
0: but they've wrote her out with the Candice yeah. Leray situation i
1: didn't a, so i guess i didn't realize that um tegan knox is 25 uh
0: yeah, but it's it gets to that point now, I think, where we start realizing that actually the people we're now watching T V are younger than we are. Yeah. Or at least the same age. We're we're sort of at that weird point in life now where you start watching people basically the same age and younger than you. And, and that's yeah. but that's what I mean. That's what I was saying earlier about, you know, like it's the children that, that grow up watching this and they're gonna be their idols. And to be honest with you, a flip for reverse from what I was saying earlier and all of the the horrible negative stuff. Um I honestly don't think there's been a better time for if you're a young female fan to be watching wrestling because you know you've got real role models potentially now that you can look up to. Yeah. And you know when for all the nostalgia that we have for you know the attitude era and things like that it was fucking terrible for women. Oh yeah. At least now in this day and age they can showcase you know that what they've got they can be just as good as the men if not better. And they just need the right time to to be able to build stuff. The same as the men, it's the same. It's it's nothing different. NXT never really seems to fail no. on it. They've had some that are much better than others, but NXT is from every time I've every time I watch NXT, it's very consistent with the women and the women's division, and it it does not feel like a bathroom break no. like we had you you know especially through the late two thousands. Again, it's unfortunate, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I want to watch a pillow fight. Not now. <laughs> I don't care. I want to see wrestling. Or at least something entertaining. Yeah. You know? It, I, don't want to, I want to be entertained when I'm watching wrestling. That doesn't always mean a five-star classic. It doesn't mean flip-flopping. It doesn't always mean it's got to be people punching shit out of each other. Entertain us.
1: Yeah, same. Um, It's hard to believe that the NXT women's division is probably by far the best women's division in all of wrestling oh, i agree with you on that yeah uh wb is it is, has got a lot of nxt from like five years ago but they're just not it's the booking yeah impact it's the booking impact's got a good one
0: impacts usually been pretty consistent with their women though as well i mean if you think really back in the day the first kind of big women's movement was the knockouts division
1: yeah we had kong gail kim odb yeah.
0: It was the the Knockouts division. I think doesn't get enough credit, really, for kickstarting the the whole women's revolution. I I think the WWE Women's Revolution, which they'll probably have you believe was the first one. I think theirs started NXT, and it and it started with the four horse the four horsewomen. But I tell you what else doesn't get enough credit. Look at all the Japanese women wrestlers that have been coming in yeah. through WWE. Oscar, Kyrie, Sane, Io Shirai. They have been amazing, and they've all been the NXT Women's Champion. I don't think they get enough love. This Women's Revolution, I mean, if anything, it, it certainly does showcase that Japan has got some of the best talent going in the world uh, as
1: well. I will say this. Uh, Asuka's my MVP of the current era, because she's been so so good.
0: No, the, the women WWE falls just behind, which is just unjust, because they've got, like you said most of their women have come from the nxt roster it's the it's the booking and it's the writing them women are far more talented than a lot of the guys out there let's be completely honest about it and call it what it is those women can put in just as much hard work and if not harder work and they'll pull off a much better match than than what some of the guys will yeah so
1: as good as people like charlotte sasha banks they are as good as they are it's just like it's not good enough you need more.
0: Yeah, because otherwise you get the same people going against each other over and over, and and because that's what you had during you know our era. Really, you had mm-hmm. Trish and Lita, and then when Victoria came in, Victoria was one of those that was a genuine, you know, Molly Holly, Jazz. jazz. You had a few, but eventually you're just going to have to get, end up with the same matches because yeah. you don't have well, enough.
1: Look at when look at like o three o four SmackDown. It was just basically Tory uh, Wilson against Sable, Don, Don yeah 13 year old me it was- liked it but you know, of course you look at it now and you go these matches are awful I, and, I, and
0: i and i liked it but you know what it doesn't necessarily mean that we we grew up then thinking the right thing about women's wrestling no nah. because for the longest time i'm not saying women in general like if, if you don't respect women and you need to watch some sort of tv show to, to teach you how to respect women then there's a problem yeah but when you're looking at women's wrestling maybe i didn't really have the right attitude towards it i'll put my hands up because women's wrestling to me wasn't ever going to be a main event it was never supposed to be something that you really overly cared about
1: yeah never thought it'd be a mania main event
0: no and it's it's amazing that it's got this to this point it genuinely really is the only criticism i've got of it is that it should have happened much sooner but do you know what we're here now and it it needs to just stay keep the momentum going but they need to have the right storylines and give them stuff like you give the men but yeah. not some of the crap stuff that you give them. <laughs> give them real storylines, real reasons to
1: fight. And we're going to find reasons. We're going to find out with um, Bailey and uh, Sasha, I reckon.
0: Yeah, and that's good. I'm hooked into that. It's a it's a old and tested story. Best friend turns on their best friend, and you know, here we go. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But it works. And then it's up to them to make it their own.
1: That's one thing I did like about the story coming into this one was how Candice was like. I've been a big sister to everyone, but now it's time to uh change and uh The Gargano way. But yeah, this match was really good. It showed a good side of um Candies as a heel.
0: Yeah. Good side for Eo as well. I Eo looked pretty dominant in her win. Yeah. Um well not dominant, but she, she convincing, sorry, I should say. Yeah. She looked very convincing in her win. Uh, obviously we had the Gargano, Johnny Gargano came out. Um yeah, after a very blatant elbow to the face from Candice Lerae, well, the second one uh, was weird. If you watched Tottenham and Man United this past weekend, then that's the second elbow you'd have seen on that day.
1: It's it, it's also weird that Gargano came out because I know, I I thought this was he's come out with a referee shirt, but there's no indication to say that he's the official referee because he hasn't got the. Uh, Logo on it. <laughs> didn't have any logo on it, yeah. The the argument between him and the ref is funny.
0: That's my shirt! Yeah, give me back <laughs> my shirt. Way. It's like, you're, get out, but you're no, wearing you get a out. shirt. No, you
1: get out. No, you get out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get, give me my shirt back. You're wearing a referee's shirt, you dickhead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this was really good. Uh, yeah. It it's... was
0: really, really good. And I think didn't quite outshine the Cruiserweight match for me, but did, if that makes sense. Because it... there was more... I, I think that there was more emotion with this one than the cruiserweight yeah uh i'd give this a four honestly. i'd give it a
1: four as well it's it's nice that they're having a dominant woman champion that's a face it's a face yeah and for once she actually hit the moonsault properly because if you ever saw her winning the title at uh in takeover in your house she kind of landed on um yeah i think she landed on rear Ripley's face but yeah because um Uri Shirai's moonsault isn't the best but when she lands it it's pretty good
0: there's, no, there's not really much height on hers, is there? She kind of like... She's like... It's always scary because she kind of just like backflips, but she's already like hitting the ground yeah. like, before she's fully rotated. Because she's,
1: she's about five foot one. Yeah. So she's probably not going to get the the greatest distance.
0: No, I guess
1: not. But it, I mean... Hey, I can't do it myself, so I can't complain.
0: Fuck, hey, I'd struggle climbing the rope at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It is great. And again nxt women's division always bloody red heart so fucking well
1: done yeah and then we said because after the match we had tony storm appear on the screen
0: yeah this was even well i say even better than the match i love the match but it's oh, these next two segments here were great man they really got me excited
1: yeah because it felt because it felt weird seeing because tony storm has kind of been a heel this past year but i don't know i the fact that she's coming back is going to be a good thing for the women's division because like we said like battle royals was had like 20 women so there's a lot of women to go around for you know, yeah
0: but but then it, it depends who goes up to raw or smackdown
1: you know what this, this other bit that happened with the biker people thought it was going to be either bobby bobby robert Roode or samoa joe or maybe bo dallas because it had the nxt title or what we thought was the nxt title mm no ember bloody moon ember moon who has been off, awesome who's been off tv for about a year and a bit a year or two months because she had a injury so
0: good so glad to see her back really 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 good ember moon coming back and to nxt yeah. to boot is probably just what she needed but then at the same time i don't know i'm kind of a hypocrite for saying it because i'm saying about how wwe needs the women in their division now because they haven't built enough credible talent. You know, if Ember was cleared, would Ember have made more sense to go up against Bailey? But then would you have wanted to see Ember and Bailey in a three minute match? Well, yeah, you'd ra- I'd rather,
1: like I, I'd rather have uh, a believable challenger. Because, like I said, the Asker thing did make sense because she had been feuding with Bailey throughout the summer. So, yeah. But I'd rather have someone else have that spot.
0: Exciting to see him back either way. So i did I did wish they'd play
1: their music though,
0: and it well then yeah, but now we can pop for it when it does come on, yeah,
1: obviously we're gonna to have to find out what happens on x t tonight or as we're recording,
0: mm.
1: or tomorrow morning wait however you want to say it
0: <laughs> tomorrow morning for us <laughs>
1: yeah I think we should talk about I think we should talk about the announcement for Halloween havoc, the
0: announcement for Halloween havoc, which is not yeah. a takeover no, so
1: it's just going to be an nXt special, yeah. I don't know what a- if a- if AAW's got a special that it's night. It's cool.
0: I'm 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 so glad that Halloween Havoc's actually going to get some something new added to it. Halloween Havoc. It's like a perfect wrestling name as well, isn't it? Mm. Like Halloween Havoc is just if anything screams this is a wrestling show. The '90s nailed a lot of stuff. You you got to
1: admit, but yeah, Halloween Havoc, man, so good. WCW WCW had a lot of good names or oh, what well, i think is good name like i've i really like Slam what about hog wild <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> not so much bash at the beach bash at the beach but bash at the beach is a great name great american bash which they used we've well, got clash of champions
0: what else what else would you want to see um i
1: don't know, think because well, they've also done starcade but that's not a real show uh, if you think about
0: glorified it. glorified house show really wasn't it
1: yeah so if anyone has any ideas of a former wcw event or ecw event for that matter just leave a comment and uh it's probably better than what we thought of
0: to be honest yeah
1: because <laughs> I, I haven't
0: thought of anything <laughs> the only thing i got is hog wild <laughs> so that's in my head what Could i've
1: let you try and <laughs> i know they had mayhem yeah like i said slamboree sold out
0: sold out yeah
1: also, also with the NXT Halloween Havoc being hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, yeah, can they have brought back Gangrel? Depends what he's
0: doing, I guess. Hmm.
1: But also, you know, <laughs> Boogeyman. It's
0: about how relevant people are. I think at the time, we'd love to see Gangrel, but does it fit? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he makes an appearance though in the show.
1: Yeah, I think I think they'd probably bring right like, like they always do, Boogeyman. Don't name for these kind of things. I mean, how
0: psyched would you be, though, if you hear the gong go off? Uh, And also, surely we're going to see Finn Balor's demon.
1: That would be interesting.
0: The Fiend, as well. Like, I don't know why... Like, if you're going to do Halloween Havoc on NXT, bring in all the Land of the Misfit toys. Bring the Fiend in. Bring Finn Balor in. If Kane's not too busy, get Kane in. Get the Boogeyman. Get Gangrel. Get Mordecai. Get the Shockmaster. (laughs) Get Abaddon. Get Luna Vachon. Get Gold Dust. Get Big Dick Johnson. Get Hornswoggle. Get Brodus Clay. Wow, that
1: was horrible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> get Little Jimmy. I'm sure. It...
1: Doink. Get Doink. Absolutely. We've well, got too many. Do... Anyone can play Doink. Exactly. No, I'm I'm right. excited for it.
0: I'm I'm excited, and I'm so glad
1: that it's come back because Halloween Havoc is a fucking great name. <laughs> as long as they bring back the pumpkin and the goblin from like 97 98 era you need to have some gravestones as well and that big yeah the other one from 97 the big
0: skull like yeah just have something like that but yeah so let's talk about the main event let's do it let's talk about the main event it's awesome seeing kylo Riley in a singles position at the minute uh showcasing what he can do
1: i believe this is sixth one on one match on since he's joined NXT. Yeah, and he's tore up the
0: tag team division with Strong, with Cole, with with Fish.
1: Yeah, I uh,
0: name anybody that's been able to touch undisputed era just as a team as a, in as a whole since they've debuted. Nobody, no, no one. You might be you might beating them,
1: but you're still not. And that goes for Raw level. and
0: SmackDown as well.
1: Um, I like the fact they did the um backstage before they made their entrance for both of them.
0: Yeah, it gave it a big fight feel.
1: It's like it reminded me of Mania 14 for Austin and uh HBK. Yeah.
0: I like it when they do that kind of stuff and especially when you're already invested in the match because it it mm. just gets you like excited when you see him come up on the screen. But the story here really was Kyle Riley after all the years of the business uh, all the years of being in the business, he's getting his shot now for the The big title.
1: Yeah. NXT is the big title
0: in WWE. Fight me. Um, Yeah,
1: I agree with that. He gets the shot at that belt. Unless unless it's Roman Reigns.
0: Unless it's Roman, yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from Roman because I think he's amazing. Yeah. But this was great. Yes. From start to finish, and I loved it again. It's always story. Story over belt. But this one involved the belt. But it uses the belt properly. and, And because that belt has already been... From the history of it now, it actually means something. It feels prestigious because of how it's been booked. It feels like it's a big deal when someone's going for the title. So I can believe Kyle O'Reilly when he says this is what he's going to be he's working his career
1: for and this means everything to him. I could believe that. Because that was a good thing about the promo package before the match when it had like progress stuff, evolve yeah. stuff. Because, uh, yeah, because it proves that not everyone was just, uh, just going to be on WWE. I'm sure they used Ring of Honor for it as well because he's also been in New Japan as well. But obviously, they can't use that stuff. But no, but yeah, it
0: this was it was a, my match of the night. It was a, again, yeah, main event takes match of the night. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's nice to have that happen. It, yeah. was, it was brilliant. It was a solid.
0: I mean, how long did this match go? 45 minutes?
1: I've got it down as uh, just under a half hour. Oh, god, it felt like it was longer, but in a good way.
0: Um. Yeah. This match kind of built up real slow. It was hold for hold. But by the end of it, I mean, they're both pissing with blood out of their mouths. Uh, Kylo Riley got it first. And that even... I mean, that worked really well because he feels like the underdog. The fact that he was coloured first and obviously the hard way. um,
1: Yeah. Did that come from that that, um, spinning kick to the gut?
0: I don't know. It's hard to tell some of the points here where people got hurt.
1: I don't know if that was good selling or because like like barrett said like about boxers getting punched in the in the in the body and that does hurt them a lot yeah and it does knock them down a lot
0: well you can get knockouts yeah from a from a punch to the gut let alone a kick but i yeah i mean i don't know i don't really know what to really say about the match itself in terms of what went on in it there's nothing that anybody can really say i don't think that would do the match justice and that's the same for really every match yeah. And I know that sounds silly when you're doing a review, but honestly, the only thing I can really say is just to watch it and just experience it for yourself. Because it's one of those matches, again, where like you just get so thankful for the fact that there is like there's, there is talent out there in the world right now that are as good as these guys.
1: Yeah, it shows what Balor can do. Because if you're just used to his uh, main roster run, forget that he won the Universal title with his first the first university title it's easy to forget he, he doesn't he, he doesn't get credit for anything else because he didn't really do much after that I know he got injured a few times and that didn't help no. he was the he was the first match of the fiend and that's great had that great standing then,
0: match with AJ Styles as well you know when everybody oh, was got um, was it meningitis
1: it, it yeah it was um, that was uh, Bray weren't it TLC 2017 17, 17 the same that was the they cut angle join a shield yeah because roman got that's it as well the same yeah got it as well crazy the one thing i remember about that build was we were probably going to get sister abigail and Bala had the pumpkin king that was it because that was because that was about this time three year ago yeah
0: it was about this time yeah you're right the only other thing noteworthy that i can really remember was the match against brock at rumble that was good yeah it was really good but it's it, nxt he, nxt suits him um in terms of he can i feel like he can be more of his own self there
1: yeah so uh, it,
0: but and it's, it's, who but who was he who was faced then because undisputed era f- feel like they're kind of faced now
1: they yeah because that pat mccaffrey stuff with alan cole kind of made them a face yeah but they're still technically a heel but yeah he, he's i would say he's more but he's acting a like a
0: face yeah, i say he's more a tweener. He would have been the tweener in this one because Kyle O'Reilly was definitely the one with getting the sympathy. Again, because he's the underdog.
1: But there was moments. There were moments in the match with Balor was doing heel stuff, like when he had him yeah. in the uh, arm lock and then he's doing the air guitar. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind
0: of heelish, but again, funny. So not really what I would say heel because no. it's making me laugh. But but then again, and and what it's is heel- not making me hate him. But well, heel was made, meant to be that you hate that person. And you want to see them get beat. And that's why I don't really feel like either of them are really heels at this point, because I don't want to see either of them get beat. Did I want to see Kyler Riley take the title? Yeah, of course. That'd be awesome. And it'd be really interesting to see what they're doing, how the dynamic within Undisputed Era would change. Do I want to yeah. see Finn Balor retain it? Of course I do. I want to see him have a long run and see who else he comes up against in the future. So realistically, I don't, you know, I don't hate either of them. That's that's one of the problems with NXT really is that everybody's so good it's really hard to dislike any of them and you almost boo out of respect for the fact that they're you know they're the heel and you enjoy the product so you just boo out of respect for them because that's their role
1: yeah
0: because that's what it was like for champa it's like when champa would come out and he had no music and everything and he was trying his absolute best you know he didn't have any merch or anything he wasn't even on the game that yeah he was doing his best to be a heel and i just thought i know you're doing your best champa But there's not a single chance that I'm gonna say anyone has ever been as high up in terms of like my favourite people to watch in NXT than Champa because he's number one for me. Yeah. Number one.
1: There are people that are still about that could be like a future challenger. And obviously we'll get to the end of the match in a bit and what happened in the aftermath. But it's gonna be interesting to know who they might bring in to be the next challenger
0: whoever it is i'm sure it's going to be brilliant but to um just make a, another note about the other members of undisputed error uh, for this match the role's was really good and what you were saying about when they was cutting back and having a look at the guys uh, when it was showing you you know each one it kind of reminded you of mania 14 yeah there was one really interesting thing with adam cole you know everyone's really psyching carl Riley up and it's when they're in the locker room in the dressing room and Adam Cole sat on the bench and he's look he's just looking at Kyle mm. and there's one or two things that you can read into that one is that going to be a turn eventually down the line because Adam sees himself as a leader or is it that was that just genuine like i can't believe like my one of my best friends is here and i'm so happy for you and it's like a real baby face thing to be able to take that step back and go this is your time this is your moment
1: Especially, especially you can look at
0: it one of two ways and I feel like either way you go with that is really interesting
1: especially when Adam Cole's like when he talks about Alcaraz, Kyle is going to win mm. in the build up to this because it, it's another one of those because you know we're talking about our class of Champions about not much build from some of this stuff this match only got announced like two weeks ago yeah but then they that's did that's kind of how did, it is at the minute though this stuff did, isn't it yeah but it did enough to make you want to watch the match
0: yeah definitely definitely uh overall i'd say the match is four and a half stars uh
1: i was close to giving it a five star but 4.75 for me
0: yeah it's great it really is a good match the finish obviously comes about with uh bala hitting the coup de gras
1: yeah especially when you think that uh kyle or has got broken ribs the thing because we're talking about how you saw that kyle might be hurt? I think I found the moment when Balor gets hurt.
0: Yeah, so Balor's now been reported then that he's he's been injured following that match. So this is the bit where you think he's
1: suffered think, the injury. I think there's a moment where there's a, a jumping forearm by Carlo O'Reilly in the corner. Ooh. You, because you know I, when you when you watch the replay, I've noticed in the replay that Balor's holding his jaw. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, and that it, would make sense.
1: And plus Barrett noticed that he might have had a broken jaw. I don't know if he meant to say it, but right. he definitely mentioned it.
0: The master of the ball hammer would know if yeah. he have got a broken jaw.
1: And it's weird because that's the reason why Karen Cross got hurt. I hear it's, it, it's, it's all about the jaw at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was his jaw that got hurt. It was either his jaw or his shoulder. Hopefully, it's not a serious injury and we don't have another vacated title. Because that was the curse with the WWE, no, the World Championship, weren't it? In like 08, 09? Yeah. That's why he Kali won the title. <laughs> God,
0: don't remind me. Well, like but I yeah, said, I, I think this is the, the match was great. I'm just do it. I, I could, honestly could have just watched that for all night, all day, all yeah. week. Fight forever chant, you know, insert it there. Um, yeah, that's
1: that's, a, that's one thing I didn't like about the, the crowd noises they made. I'm sure, I'm sure they did a dubbed in. Uh, this is awesome chant.
0: They do dub it in. I don't like it. Because NXT doesn't have that sort of stuff. Like, Well, it does. But you would have had Fight Forever Chance going. No, it's, it's overall, this show, well, it's got to be four star, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. I'd say as a, as a whole, it's it's just great. NXT is always, it's never too long of a pay-per-view. It's like, what, two and a half hours just under? Yeah. Five matches long. All of them are really good. Obviously, you know I don't know how you feel about the velveteen dream one if you can watch it and enjoy it then great um but you know obviously the match itself isn't bad no it's it's good but it's yeah uh, i think yeah f- four star show for me and i mean do you expect anything else uh, as a show i know we said clash of champions and it's like takeover whatever a lot to live up to the show was better and i was expecting the show to be better yeah if anything was going to give the Roman Reigns Jey Uso match a run for its money, it would have been Finn Balor and uh, Kyler Riley, and it was it was good. It was good, and and it was probably close. And for hmm. some people, it was probably better. And I can completely see why you you would think that. I still think that Reigns and Jim uh, Reigns and J. Sorry, is was a better match than anything that was on Takeover for the story, and quite possibly even my match of the year so far for WWE but Mm. you know the year's not over yet so we'll see what happens well
1: I reckon I reckon this takeover is probably the the best one of the year for me that's good though this was good can't think of anything that was bad really maybe the fact they had ref bumps uh, that the referee didn't really go down for long enough but that's just a stupid thing
0: yeah well that's if if that's the worst if that's the biggest low light of a show then the show's been pretty good like I said there was no (laughs) botches there
1: was no there was no bad finishes there's nothing to complain about really no there
0: was no bad booking and that's the that's the biggest thing for me is that there was no bad booking at all and the matches themselves but we should talk
1: we haven't talked about we haven't talked about the aftermath of the main event no so this is well.
0: i was just about to say actually that what the show has done for me is made me want to see what happens next going forwards and that's what every show whether it's weekly television or the pay-per-view it needs to leave you on a well i want to see what happens next so yeah ash as, as you're about to say now after the main event another story brewing
1: and all of a sudden rich holland comes out with adam cole on his shoulder all beaten up nice and with we, well, why well we don't know why yet
0: <laughs> i suppose we'll probably find out a bit more tonight
1: there has been rumors that adam cole was going to be moved up to the main roster and i think with roderick strong
0: just the two of them?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Well,
0: that'll be interesting. This draft will be definitely something we're going to talk about when it's happened. Yeah. And yeah, this will either be really good or it'll be really rubbish. But to be honest, the drafts don't really mean an awful lot, I still don't think, anyway. No. Braun Strowman showed up on Raw for Underground that wasn't even happening. And, and then he, had he a p- weird little fight with Keith Lee anyway, they got counted out. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Draft, schmarfed. Because the thing <laughs> be about
1: this, the thing about the draft is NXT is in it, but I don't think anyone can go to NXT, which is a pointless part, part. Pointless part of a draft. No, there must be some people going to NXT. Otherwise, it is
0: a pointless draft. That's not a draft, is it? That's just nah. a bloody rinse.
1: Cause like I said, yeah. Gar- I reckon Gargano and uh, Candice are going to go up. They Maybe. might. They might put. They might put like a Swerve Scott up because he's challenged the cruiserweight title enough uh i just just can't think of anyone else that can go maybe they've already taken a few people for
0: retribution so I, i i really can't see there being too many but the
1: draft is both friday night and monday night and that's happening when uh this friday night in smackdown and this monday this next week on raw
0: so next week we'll definitely we'll cover this and we'll have a chat and see see what's happened i think all right then guys so thank you for tuning in to our review of nxt takeover 31 we are once again as always interested to hear what you thought of the show we hope you've enjoyed it we hope you've enjoyed our show yeah
1: um, like we said earlier t- just tell us if you want a wcw or uh ecw show you like to be brought up ever again uh give us a comment on how you thought these matches were say what you think
0: especially if you disagree with us then you know let us know we're up for always it's always interesting to hear when you, someone has a i mean do it in the right way do you know what i mean you know when people yeah. start arguing and oh you don't know anything you're dumb no you're not you're, it's subjective whatever you don't enjoy and maybe we do or we enjoy and you don't that's what's great about wrestling is because there is something there for everybody uh if if you disagree with some of the stuff we've said let us know because i'm always interested to hear what people think Especially when it is a difference of opinion, because it's always good, I think, to try and look at it through someone else's lens sometimes, yeah. and because you can, you can oftentimes find a new appreciation. I feel, but uh, yeah, get in touch with us and let us know, guys. And you can do that on any of our social medias. So you can get us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's all at Three Men one full one full you can also head over to podbean.com or three men one for wrestling.podbean.com uh, there you'll find our home headquarters our base uh, for the podcast you can leave likes on each of the episodes there you can also leave comments on each episode it'd be nice if you can uh, drop over and, and leave some comments talk some shit with us uh, we'll reply once again everybody thank you so much for tuning in hope you've enjoyed it hope you're having a good week we're looking forward to catching you next week uh we've got a heavy one we're gonna as we said we're, we're talking about uh, cyber bullying so we do feel that it's important and we do feel that it needs to be talked about and that's one of the things that we, we want to have a good time we want to have fun on the show but we also do want to make sure that in a position of, of that we're in and we're now putting content out there for the world that it, it's you know we cover things like this because it is important, and I think we need to do our bit as fans, of professional wrestling, to uh, make sure that you know we're not contributing to these kind of things. No. and you know, we just want to talk about it. Um, so yeah, tune in for it. As always, we appreciate the support. We appreciate you and you and you
1: and you and I you. I appreciate and you. you.
0: It's not been the same, guys, without Jay this week. Like I say, though, Jay's coming back. It'll be bigger, stronger, faster, meaner. What else? Uh Tamina Tamina Jay will be Tamina <laughs> We're looking forward to getting Jay back For the next episode And in the meantime guys Stay safe Have a good one And we will catch you on the flip side
1: I've always been Ashley And I'm Russ See you later One fall, three bit, three bit. One fall, one fall. I did it